Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. All right, Darlene, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Andrew. Um, so Darlene is with Peachtree Virtual Assistance. She's the Director of Client Solutions. Um, Darlene, could you explain, last time we spoke, you gave me a little bit of a background of how you got to where you are. Could you give a little background on how you got into working in the VA world? Sure. So um, I have a wide variety of a background. I, I feel like I've I've done almost every type of job. A lot of it always had to do with solutions consultants or being able to connect and build relationship with clients. So whether I was on the product development end or the sales side of it, my heart is to really connect with people and give them what they need and find a solution, whether it's my company or someone else's. So I've been in the virtual staffing space for almost seven years. And quite recently, I made the move over to Peachtree VA. Um, it was founded by a woman who built an amazing business. She was at her capacity and she did not want to grow anymore. And she realized that she either had to grow, it was going to diminish. So what she did was she found someone to purchase the company, John McKenna, who's the CEO. And her goal was to hand it off to someone who's going to be able to grow it, but also keep those core values intact. And that's when I came aboard in the end of April to start my role as a solutions consultant business development. Interesting. I didn't know. It's funny how the lady that scaled it, to, got it to a point where it was scalable, decided yeah. not to. It looked like she could have used a bunch of VAs herself. <laughs> well, um, it wasn't a matter of that. Everybody has a different why. And she had two younger kids mm. and she really didn't want to, she knew it was going to cost her a lot more energy and time to continue to grow it. Even though she was surrounded by great people that she was willing at this season of her life, you know, that time with kids. Yeah. So short and they're when they're small. So she, you know, I, I love the way when, you know, when I met her, she said she was going to take a sabbatical and she told her kids it was going to be the summer of yes. So whatever they want, she was so out of pocket for so long that she was just going to say yes to whatever they wanted to do. And I just love yeah. that. No, that's an awesome. I, I love that the summer of yes, but then I also, what you hit on too, that everyone has different whys, a different purpose different definitions of success yes um, and there should be more of that where someone realizes hey this is going to grow take up x amount of time and i'm not going to be as a, as available um exactly. so one of the main things that you guys do is obviously va but you also help with finding and hiring talent as well right 
Yes. So we have two arms of the business. We have the core of it is virtual assistant services, where we have fractional US-based, highly vetted VAs that are intentionally matched with our clients. Um, and then we also have the direct hire component, John McKenna, who's the CEO. He was a recruiter. He's a headhunter by trade. So that's his thing. Like I know enough to be dangerous, um, but he's there to help our clients that may need virtual assistance, but then they need um, a CEO. They need, a, you know, a CFO or any type of high level director. And that's where his team goes and gets that direct hire for them. Is there a specific, how to word this question? Is there like a specific thing that you guys recognize if someone has one or two VAs and it's like, hey, you should really be hiring someone full time. Like, do you guys help them identify that? Or is that like they come to you? So, so we do. We have a relationship specialist that stays with a client through the engagement. Now, the um, we do have buyout options. So sometimes that VA that is serving on a fractional support, as the business grows, they get to the point where they become an integral part of that business. And I've had VAs that were promoted to um, director of operations or director of marketing. You know, these are amazing talents that they can plug in. Yeah. So that is one option that they're able to buy them out and work directly with them. But as you know, and, and we'll talk more about this because I know we're going to talk about delegation, but as an entrepreneur grows and they have, they really need those other arms of the business, a director of marketing, you know, so, somebody higher level, or a lot of entrepreneurs have 15 irons in the fire, right? And they need somebody to run a different business or whatever it may be. We help them with referrals because we have a lot of amazing clients that are able to step in on a fractional basis. But then we also, if they need somebody full-time, we're here to help as well. So whatever's the best solution for them, it's not a one size fits all. Yeah, I love that. And why, what do you think the importance of having that fractional part is? Because even for the higher ups, like fractional salesperson, fractional marketing person, I try to do that a little bit myself. Um, and you're, yeah. I think it's such a great option nowadays. Like back in the day, there weren't many, as many virtual options or even fractional options. I think part-time was truly part-time. And unfortunately, sometimes that does translate to putting somebody on the wrong seat of the bus, having somebody that's not really a finance person, but kind of doing your finances or not really marketing, but kind of doing your marketing. So I think with the fractional option, you're getting this high powered, highly seasoned person that can work 25 hours a month or 10 hours a week or something. So you're not paying this six figure salary to have a rock star on your team, you're getting the best of the best. And then they have freedom and flexibility to work with 10 clients or five clients, whatever they want. I'm talking about more fractional. Our VAs don't have that many clients yeah. just in general. And then I know your big thing is delegating. Before we hopped on the call, I was mentioning how I have all these things, irons in the fire, I'm running off my head cut off. Yeah. And you instantly said, sounds like you need a VA. 
Yeah. So why is it so important for someone like me who's in the beginning state or maybe not necessarily the beginning stages, this could actually be something you touch about. One, why is it, let's start off off why, no, let's start off with when is it important to get a VA or to, to do that? And then we'll go on to the importance of it. Absolutely. Well, you know, just so you know, Andrew, even though I'm working for a company, I have that entrepreneurial spirit. So I can absolutely empathize with all the objections that my clients have because I have the same ones at different times, right? So um, I like to get in there and the time may not be right for everybody. So I'd like to get in and really have a consultation. And just like a brain dump type of session with the potential client because we want to make sure that it is the right time for them. So entrepreneurs typically, when they build the business, first of all, they have a high capacity for working, right? They can, they've done it all. They built the business. It's not a matter of, can they do it? Of course they can, but then they get to the point where things, they start to feel stretched. So most entrepreneurs build businesses. They want to leave a legacy. They want to have financial freedom. They want to have flexibility. They want to have all of these different things. Um, before you know it, they were in a prison they built for themselves, right? Now they can't put down their phone because now there's clients calling or they're dropping balls or different things like that. So when the entrepreneur feels like, okay, I'm not able to, I have so many clients that say, I can't take on another client because I don't have the capacity. That's not a great place to be, right? When you're turning away business and you're spending nights, weekends, sacrificing family time, your health to answer emails and do things that could be passed off, that is when you really have to take a good look and say, you know, what are the, what are the benefits? Yeah. What can I get off my plate? And what is my role going to look like if that is off the plate? Yeah. But that also seems like it's almost too late at that point. If you're that far along and you have to push people away to say, hey, I'm already overbooked. I can't even take you. To me, it's like you should be, then you have to spend time figuring out the processes of with the VA. And then you're taking even more time away where I think someone should get a VA, maybe one or two clients before they have to push people away. So that way they can set those processes and get everything figured out and just keep things going at that constant rate in a perfect world yes but yeah. what happens is <laughs> and and i think again because entrepreneurs such ha have such a high capacity for work i think it kind of sneaks up on them right it's like mm -hmm. you don't realize it until it's too late also with small businesses one or two clients can triple your workload you know you can all of a sudden, you know, have full capacity capacity and be fine. And then you turn around and you get one big client that's, or one tricky client or whatever it may be. And that just, you know, just annihilates you as far as time. So I think, you know, most of the time I say, if you think you need a VA, you probably needed it six months or a year ago, if you're finally admitting it, right? So admitting it is the first step. <laughs> Those are the first step. Um, is I'm trying to remember. I did a training a little bit ago, and we went through tr trying to calculate how much time 
we want to spend working. Mm-hmm. Say if it's like 50, 60 hours, and then from there you kind of work backwards trying to cut it up. And that is how they were saying this is where you need to either start hiring more people, cut back on certain types of networking events or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I always try to talk through with the client and see the whole picture, right? Yeah. So it's it's really a lot of people talk about time management now and how important time management is, time blocking is, and that type of thing. Really, I find for myself, it's really energy management. I did um, this branding webinar and in it, we had to do one side of the page was like what we want more of, what side of the page, we what we want less of, right? It is amazing how quickly you can hash that out. And then that's where you start delegating, right? So there are simple tasks that probably would take my assistant 10 minutes to do. Give me a spreadsheet. I will procrastinate. I will put it off. I will start it. And then I'll listen to a podcast. And then I'll, you know, all of those different things. So it's not taking 10 minutes. It's not even taking me a half an hour. It's taking me three days because I have pushed it away. So when you start getting buried in that drudgery zone, that is really those things that you should put off. Also, you know, as an entrepreneur, excitement, new ideas, the new and shiny thing is always a lure. But if you have all these great ideas and you have no execution of them, they fall flat. Mm -hmm. So then I have clients that start to dumb down their ideas because they know there's nobody to execute it, you know? So it's like, oh yeah, I, I thought of that, but whatever. Or if they're like me, I come up with, 500 ideas a day, if somebody's not capturing that and saying like, okay, we're going to put it on the back burner for 30 days, it's gone. And it might be some, it might be something ridiculous. Some of those are, but it's nice to look at it on paper and be like, you know what? I don't know what I was thinking. Or it's nice to say that is a great idea, but just not today. Let's put it in 30 days. And then you have a counterpart to say, Hey, what about that social media idea you had? Where are we at with that? I love that. Energy management, you said it was? Energy management. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I find it's easier to wrap your brain around um, as opposed to time. Also, it's very hard to quantify time when you're doing things like how how much time do you spend on email? You're not just sitting there and hitting a clock saying, okay, I'm going to work two hours on email. You're doing it in the midst of 500 other things. So, and I think there was like a study that said for every people check an average of 16 times an hour for email or to, or 23 times in an hour and it takes 16 minutes to refocus or something like that. So it's breaking up the focus throughout the day and really being in the minutia. But when you're a solopreneur and you have clients messaging you, no response or no timely response translates to the client typically panicking or assuming that something is not being done or whatever that may be. So it takes that pressure off of breaking your thought pattern and where your deep work is and having somebody responsive on the other side of it. I do love that because I could spend hours doing something and love it, but then I could spend half that amount of time doing something I hate. And then I feel more drained after it. Absolutely. I guess is the way to put it. 
Absolutely. I mean, when you're working on something that you love and you're passionate about, it fuels you, right? It almost like energizes you more, even if it's hard work, even if it's long hours, but those, those, that typically that minutia, those admin weeds just suck the life out of people, except for somebody who is admin geared and my my VA, she loves, she loves details. She loves minutia. She loves spreadsheets. It's like, it gives me hives when I think of it. And she thrives in that. So the important things you mentioned for delegating for entrepreneurs, the breaking up of the day, you know, giving yourself more energy. What are some other things that you haven't mentioned so far? Sure. I, I think, also, um, and one of the important thing, things is those ideas and those dreams. You don't want to start dumbing down or, or doing that type of stuff. Um, some commonalities of why people don't delegate is because of the fact that it is hard when you put your heart and soul into a business and build it to trust somebody. So fear, right? So I have clients that either have never delegated before or have used some kind of task-based service that really wasn't high quality. So they are, they're like, they didn't have it done right, right? So they fear that it's just not for them. The reality is task-based is the burden is on you, Andrew, to have to spoon feed tasks and micromanage and keep up with it, right? At that point, you might as well do it yourself. I would rather do it myself than have to do that. When you have a seasoned professional that is match, intentionally matched and relationship-based, you have somebody who is not only listening to what you're delegating, but learning you, how they can best help you, how they can pull off the plate. So it's a learning curve for both parties, but when done right, you the burden is not on you to say, okay, I need this. They're going to get ahead of you at some point and be able to see where are those pitfalls, where are those time sucks, where are the things that trip you up as a business owner where they can support you. Hmm. Do you ever find, I guess, like what are some of the challenges of having a VA? So I think, you know, like I said, it's a learning curve. Entrepreneurs are typically fast moving, right? And um, so there's, there's a couple of things to set you up for success. Like number one is setting clear expectations and goals in mind. Not everything has to be done immediately. Not everything has to be, there's certain things that you want done a certain way. And there's other things that you don't care how it's done as long as it's done. So delegating results and expectations, but making it very clear. Mm -hmm. Having that relationship, like with my VA, I move at a million miles an hour. Sometimes it's perfectly clear in my head and it's not to her, right? So I, from the start, we, I had told her, you have free reign to slow me down, to ask me questions, to make sure, clarify of what I'm asking you. So this way she is not working on something. And I'm like, oh, that's not even what I wanted. So that having that openness for feedback that I give her, but she also gives me feedback on, um, you know, communication or, or different things like that. So I think having realistic, honest, honest expectations, 
I give her feedback a lot when she does something right, when she blows me away, if she does something not necessarily wrong, but if it's not the way I want it, yeah, she wants to do it the way I want it. So the more open and honest you are in the beginning and as you're going makes a big difference and just over, over communication. Right. So again, I am like a shotgun of ideas at different times. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so like last night I had a ton of social media ideas just coming and I'm like, peppering her with them no, like <laughs> just in slack right so it doesn't go anywhere I don't bother her when she checks it she checks it but I have to get it I have to download it out of my brain because that's mm -hmm. another thing it gives you that mental space to keep going it's not where I have to hang on to it and keep remembering oh I got to tell her this it's just out of my head and I'm on to the next yeah. so then what we did today was we had a meeting and she went through each of the slack. What were you thinking on this? What were you thinking on that? And then we hashed it out. And now she's going to take it to the next step. And then I'll come back and then finish it. Right. So it's, it's being able to delegate what you can, but also not just thinking I can only delegate what she could do hundred percent. If she can do 80% of it, my goodness, that yeah. saved a ton, right? So it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah. You're delegating. I think that's a huge misconception when it comes to VAs. It's like people think, oh, it's just someone that's going to be answering my emails and doing this. Yeah. Um, there are services yeah. out there that does just strict admin yeah, yeah, yeah. support. Um, what we're, what we are selling, what we are pairing our clients with is really a partnership, right? It is somebody who may work five, 10, 20 hours a week for you, but they are really part of the company, understanding you as a leader, understanding what your goals, what your values are, and really operating as somebody who was a full-time employee because of the fact that they get you and they have your back. And that is really empowering because entrepreneurship is lonely at times, right? It's nice to have somebody cheerleading, um, being able to brainstorm with you, get excited about your ideas, and sometimes have even better ideas, taking your ideas and saying, what about this or whatever it may be. So it really, it really opens up a lot of, um, a lot of mental space to be able to keep pursuing yeah. what you're passionate about. Yeah. I, especially I have that thought, thought all the time where I just have ideas in my head and I have to like write them down send myself like a voice note thing like whether it's on whatsapp or facebook just send myself a voice like just talk to it and send it back to myself um just to take care of that especially at night otherwise i'm going to be like okay i can't forget this i can't forget this i'll wake up the next morning i'm like yes happened here you're like yeah 2 a.m is like when i have my best ideas right so <laughs> i'll send myself all these kind of notes or i'll send my ba the notes but again it's not disturbing her it's not bothering her when she starts her day, she can look at it. And some of those things I'm like, hey, we need to do that later. Or this is something I want to do now. So it's really, it really helps with the capacity. What are some of the more, not more, what are some of the creative ways? Because going back to those misconceptions of <clears throat> a VA isn't just someone that's going to sit there and do everything that you tell them. Like if 
the VAs that you guys have that could be a partnership, maybe they're giving you ideas back, bouncing things, et cetera. What are some of like the more creative ways that you've seen people utilize a VA? I mean, it really depends on the person, but a lot of my clients, um, just for client communication. So again, I I it's almost more like account management in a way. Yeah, like yeah. I saw a lot of business coaches, a lot of people in marketing, different things like that. There is a certain like they are their product, right? It's they're not selling widgets, they're selling services. So they have to really guard their time. So there's a certain face-to-face -face component that a coach has, but then there are other things that the VA can do. So if I was your business coach and I met with you, my VA can send you, here's your homework. Here's our next appointment, you know, because coaching too is only as good as the work you're going to do. So when you're dealing with busy entrepreneurs, they're coaching the entrepreneurs. You don't want them to go away and then meet again. And it's starting from, you know, square one. So helping with that accountability, um, they can also help with any type of just like when paperwork, sending out invoices, um, having client intake with documents and setting, you know, setting yeah. up payment schedules and different things like that. They can help document processes and procedures. So again, a lot of entrepreneurs have it all in their head. They're the only ones doing it. They don't have it documented. But if you let somebody else into your world, you can start documenting it. Then you look at the whys, like, hey, this is what I do. Why am I doing it? It's just because I didn't know a better way. Is there a better way? You know, so yeah, it yeah. really fleshes out all of that information. So as you continue to scale, you can, you're not recreating the wheel each and every time. Yeah, that's one of the things that we have talked about is like, as some of the other, sometimes I have clients and they're starting to grow and they're like, when should I hire someone? And I'm like, well, are you at that point yet? Do you even have your own processes down too? Because if you bring someone on, whether it's a VA or someone, if you don't even have your own processes figured out, how are you going to, one, bring someone on and try to figure it out for you, unless you're going to pay them to do that for you. Two, how are you going to like, you can't train them. So then you're going to be speaking in circles, things could go missing and all of that other stuff. So it's a exactly. difficult thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the virtual assistant will get in there. I mean, a lot of my clients don't have anything formulated perfectly, right? They yeah. will get in there. They'll, as they're onboarding, they'll start, start documenting things. We also support the client by giving them onboarding tips. The relationship specialists give them resources. So they're not on their own. The relationship specialists also have calibration calls. So if you're at a point where you're like, all right, this is what I've given them. I don't even know what it's, the next step should be. What's appropriate? What's not appropriate? You know, all of those different things to really, they'll collaborate with the VA and the client to really take them to the next level of even more. I always tell my clients like a few good things to start doing even before they're ready for a VA is start making a list. If as you're going through your day, if you look at things through the lens of, not, can I do this? Where's my time better spent? Start jotting down those ideas of what you don't want to do, right? And then if there's repetitive tasks and different things, Loom is a great option. I don't know if you use it. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. a free tool. We use it all the time. I mean, you can screen share, you can talk about it. 
even if it's going nowhere right now. So you have a library of different things that your VA can pick up and take when you are ready. Um, and also like, I love giving my VA like these safe fails. I, I, I don't know, I made up the word, but like, just give her a project, right? If she's comfortable with it and just say, okay, like I started doing those little interviews and I saw somebody had a header and I'm like, that's really cool. Do you know how to do this? And she's like, no, but I'll figure it out. So like, if she couldn't do it, it's not a big deal. It's not going to hurt anything. I could find somebody to do it, but she wound up doing it, doing it easy. And now she's like, even more confident doing even more in that. So, so letting your VA really um, participate and take ownership in the business empowers them to want to do more. Yeah, no, I, I wish more employee employers did that. Giving the, you know, giving people that, that space to grow like that. Um, yeah. And I, and I will just say, I am the worst delegator, right? <laughs> I horrible. I am that control freak. I am that person that, you know, is afraid to hand things over. Having the right assistant is game changing and it's addicting too, because now I'm like, I will delegate everything <laughs> over other than what I have to do face to face. Like she supports me so well because I have that trust, that confidence. She, we always say we're each other, like we're always on the same page, um, in different aspects of it. So we have the same vision, but she's so much better with the details. She's so much better. Anything we have to read directions. You even sent me that SEO little video. I, I was yeah, like, yeah. she watched it. She gave me the cliff notes on it. I was like, I will never sit through 45 minutes of this. I can't. So, you know, things like that. So it's nice to have that counterpart to really support you in your strengths and to take over where you're weak. How did you give yourself the space to give up that control um because you mentioned how it was difficult at first so it's like for the first time how do you how did you do that so i i think setting those clear expectations and small starting with the smaller things and building the confidence it does not happen overnight Alyssa and i clicked very quickly but there are some mm -hmm. clients that it takes a little bit more and it's like any other relationship. The more you put into the beginning, the better it is. I'm very self-aware where my strengths are. I'm also very self-aware of where <laughs> my faults are. So being honest and open and be like, hey, like I could be completely scattered when I'm talking to you. Like, you know, giving her permission to speak into the engagement when she's not comfortable with something I'm delegating or I'm not clear, you know, that mm -hmm. I'm not the end authority in this these are my expectations and she knows that she wants to do a good job but understanding where i have to put my part into it and give her the option to give me feedback is really important so starting small and building it doesn't happen overnight but like i said like with any other relationship it could you know just build upon one another and then i guess when do you know hopefully a VA would know this. So I guess if they're working with you, you would pick up on if a VA is now getting delegated too much. Sure. And, and I always, again, that's just open communication. Like yeah. if 
because she serves also other people within our company. So I'm not the only one. So mm -hmm. I always tell her if, and she has other clients too. I mean, she's pretty incredible, but if it's something that I need that she doesn't have the capacity to do right then and there or whatever, to just, just be honest with me. And it's not, I can do it right. I've done it before. It's just a matter of having that, you know, that yeah. back and forth. So she'll let me know if it's a super busy week or there's expectations from other leaders in the organization that needs something prioritized, just let me know. So I, I think it's just that open communication. And also for our clients, it's a little different. I don't even look at it, but for our clients, they have a window into what they're using. We have full transparency of what they're working on and stuff like that. To me, as a leader, if I, again, that would be my drudgery zone. If I have to look at somebody, I just know she does it above and beyond what I expect. If I have to look at what she's doing when, I, I would rather not, you know, that's not. You have to have like a level of confidence to be able to do that. Like if you're working with a, with someone who's running a business, growing one, whatever it is, a lot of times we tend to think whatever, like we're the main character, like whatever I have is the most important thing. Why are you taking so long? This and that to have the, trying to think of uh, the proper word here, but to have that know-how and the ability to tell that person like, Hey, I'm here, I'm doing this, like setting those boundaries. Like that's, that takes a lot of work. And as a VA, not having the full, investment into the company I think sometimes like that must be difficult that, that's not an easy thing to do so I think that goes to the matching process too like there are clients mm. that have assistance before they're amazing delegators they have stuff that is very structured and the expectation or is very clear mm. that is probably a smaller percentage of my clients um so you know that we can match them with somebody a little bit different. Yeah. I have clients say to me, I want somebody who's going to hold me accountable. I want somebody who's going to give me pushback. <laughs> if I'm giving them too much and stuff like that. And, you know, and, but that's not for everybody. So that's why that yeah. those soft skills are just as critical as the skill set, because you want to make sure you, I say it's chemistry as well as competency. If you don't have the chemistry, it's like everything else you know, you want to make sure, and, and we have, we have amazing VAs that are really, even if they're working five hours a week, they're really invested in their clients and seeing them succeed. Um, there's a lot of people that can do a job. And I, and I always say apathy is one of the worst qualities in a human. Mm. I just hate that. Even if, if somebody's super talented and they're apathetic, I can't work with them. I would rather have somebody who's super excited and learning and wants to learn and passionate and maybe is getting to that higher level than somebody who is just like, you know, they could do it, give or take. That's so interesting. And then so in the last couple of months too, on, on LinkedIn, you've been hosting these interviews with different people. What's like the most interesting thing you've learned so far? Because once you start talking to these random people of these different walks of life, you start picking up on things. At least that's what I've learned after doing 
close to 30 episodes. I think you're 28 or 30. Something oh, like wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I started doing the LinkedIn interviews because everybody was like, you have to do more videos on LinkedIn. And I just, I hate being videotaped and I won't even, I never even watch them. My assistant like watches them and puts them, I can't. So I was like, okay, well, let me, I have a great network of really smart people. Let me get people that are smarter than me, more interesting than me and get them on. So, so I think like every person that I've interviewed has brought value, um, to the listener and also to me. So I think like the most interesting is just really seeing that person, even though everybody has maybe a slightly different why or whatever it may be, I just feel like there's so many just genuine people out there just doing their best, just trying to have work-life balance, offer good services or whatever it may be, and really invest in people. I have never had somebody I reach out to network with who said no. It, like it, like people really want to share what they know and help. And I, I've been so grateful. I've just learned so much from these conversations. Are you going to try to make it into like a podcast sort of style as well, or just keep it for the LinkedIn series? I don't know. You're going to have to ask my VA, <laughs> see, what <she's laughs> see what she's up for. Um, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting too, maybe to get a VA on there. Cause I'd be curious. Like what are some of the things like people probably don't have the right idea of what a VA actually is. So we do have that as one of the interviews coming up that I'm going to interview her. And we're just going to talk about our relationship and, you know, how she serves me, how she serves our other clients. Because like I said, she not only serves the leaders within Peachtree, she also has other clients, which is pretty amazing to me. Because when I first started with her, I thought she was only mine. And I thought she was full time. That's how much work she was doing. And I was like, wait, you wait, you're not just mine. I, I couldn't believe it. So, um, so yes, I think her perspective is really well. We have a lot of great rock stars out there that are just thriving and and helping their client be that superhero. No, I love it. I mean, you're kind of on the path of saving entrepreneurs. <laughs> like you're almost like an entrepreneur superhero where you're trying to save us of our kryptonite, which is just holding on to this stuff and not not letting it go. We will save you from yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're kind of coming up on the time here, but if there is, if anyone wanted to reach out to link up with you, um, where would they go to find you? And I'll make sure to include all of your information below as well. Yeah, absolutely. So peachtreeva.com is a great way you can book a call if you're interested. Again, even if you want to network, hop on my calendar. I'm the only one you'll reach. Um, and I'd love to connect with anyone or those entrepreneurs that are not sure, right? I'm not here to just sell something. I want to really make sure that the timing is right. What they need financially, be able to support it, all of those different components. So I'm happy to have those initial conversations so they can see when they're ready, what's available. I love it. Thank you so much, Darlene. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. Take care.